Great to see everyone. Glad you are here. Antigua, you're beautiful and wonderful. Every leader who is listening, uh, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. You're going to hear random beeps that'll be happening uh, while we're talking today. Uh, the fire marshals are here making sure our building is all in order uh, and right uh, after the big storm here. Uh, but we, uh, we got a story. Do you have a story? Got somebody? All right, come on up. Come on up. We got a story uh, we're going to share. Thank you, Pastors Earl and Oni Gifford, just preparing the way and showing us how to love on our city. I just want to thank you so much for um, showing us how to do that. We were able to um, go to Elon City Lights yesterday, uh, myself and some of the other interns. Shout out to my girl, Linnea, for putting it together. Um, What a great, great time we had um, just being able to love on the people there. Uh, One of the things that really... Um, stuck out to me, something I really went home with yesterday. Um, Karis and I were able to talk to a couple. Um, They were waiting to get into Elon Lights um, to retrieve their things. And what shook me about that was that they only had 10 minutes. What would you grab if you only had 10 minutes? To sift through the rubble, to pick up the pieces, what would you choose to take home with you to rebuild a new life? Um, just being in that moment with them and realizing and knowing that they literally had nothing left and they had to figure out what was worth saving. Um, So just in that moment, that really stuck with me and just kind of gave me a perspective of what's important, what we really need to be um, mindful of and, and what matters to us. And just that they were able to have their lives was just, a blessing. Um, their names were Carla and Rosebell, and Rosebell was about to go out and take the trash when the crane hit. And so, just knowing that moment, without he could have been gone from the earth. Um, so it was just a blessing to see them and to know that they were well. And so that was just a great moment that wow. we were able to have. Yeah, with them. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to be really, really intentional and, um, I guess, strategic, if you will, as we're trying to serve uh, the Dallas community uh, with this storm. Uh, so there's a few things that we are doing. Every leader who is listening uh, now wanted you to know about this. Not only did we go yesterday to Elon City Lights, it's an apartment complex that a crane fell on. Uh, obviously, um, everybody's displaced. I, are they going to con- condemn that uh, yes. apartment? Yeah understand that. So it's a really nice uh, apartment. Uh, it's beautiful. And to, uh, to know this is happening is obviously uh, really significant. We have a number of folks in our church who are actually uh, live there, a uh, number of people you might know. So uh, we're already helping them uh, specifically, but also the whole apartment complex. Uh, that's why we were there yesterday, helping people grab their things, praying for people. Uh, even saw a bunch of folks make the news last night as well. Uh, so Way to be there serving Shoreline City. Proud of you yeah. uh, for that. Uh, so we're going to kind of adopt that apartment complex yeah. and really be a blessing and a support yeah. Yeah. to all of those people that are there. 
here. Uh, we're also uh, uh, loving on all of the workers, the Encore workers. Yeah. So we're yeah. making our way to their hub and wherever they are kind of getting all of their information, uh, we're bringing huge care package uh, there just to love on all of those people to make sure they feel really cared for and know, hey, we're praying for you. We have your back. We know you're uh, doing late nights, uh, but we're going to be a, a support and a strength yeah. to you yeah. as best we possibly can. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is with our, our church family. You know, those people who are owners of Shoreline City, uh, they need help. We want to make sure we're there uh, with whatever it's gift cards or what have you. Uh, some people are asking, hey, how can I uh, help? Uh, you can obviously we've got, you know, we were there yesterday being bodies. But if you want to give money as well, you can do that. So you go to our app or even online as well, our little drop down box. Uh, underneath giving, uh, you'll see a little spot under tithes and offerings that will say uh, Dallas Storm Relief. Yeah. So you can give some money there as well. Yeah. We're going to make sure we get all these funds uh, to everyone. Yeah. If no one gives anything, we're going to keep on giving yeah. anyway because the church has already been uh, generous. But if that's something you want to do, a step you want to take uh, the, to push us even further, you're free to do that. But I'm excited that we get to be the church in the world during these times, guys. It's not the time for us to be silent. It's the time for us to step up. Uh, but hey, let's go do a little bit of a, a leadership time uh, here. Uh, I guess if there was a title uh, for this, it would be Someone Has to Lead. Someone Has to Lead. Uh, numbers chapter 13 uh, and into Numbers chapter 14 it might be a familiar passage of scripture for some of us, and others of us it might be obscure, but uh, the, the ch- Moses is tasking some leaders, some blue chippers, some individuals that are Uh, kind of the best of the best to go and spy out the land that God had promised to Abraham so many years ago. Uh, Verse 13, chapter 13, verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. Uh, So this is where uh, we get Joshua and Caleb. They kind of emerge. Some of you may remember they come back when everybody uh, explores the land for these 40 days, uh, they come back, verse 26, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. They reported to them to, and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Verse 28. But the people who live there are powerful, and their cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. And then they go down, and it just, it, it goes bad. It goes bad quick, okay? It, 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 the, the wheels fall off the bus. Uh, the whole Israelite community hears, what? There's giants in the land. What? There are fortified cities. Not interested, don't want to go, and Joshua and Caleb speak up. They're like, what? Shut up. You, we can do this. God has given us this land. We got this. Let's go. And the people get even louder. They're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to fight. We're not interested. We don't want to take that ground. Take us back to Egypt. It was better there. So someone has to lead. First thing, I I want to pull out just a a few truths out of all of this. First, uh, you don't have to be loud to lead, okay? You don't have to be loud to lead. 
Uh, our environment is a really excited environment, and I like that. Just so you know, I make no apologies about that, that we hello and high five and clap. I, I have no problem. We say that's good and wow and everything else, and I love that, that we are a verbally encouraging environment, and it comes from an authentic place. And I pray that even during worship that we don't have a bunch of folks that just watch, but we have people that will engage and lift their hands, and I want all of that. But don't confuse that like you have to be loud in order to lead. You don't. You can be quiet and be a killer leader, okay? You can be kind of in the background and be an amazing leader. Uh, 497 years ago when I played basketball uh, in, in college, uh, a guy named James Cruz, uh, he's now uh, actually a pastor, um, but uh, when we played basketball together, James was quiet, 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 but James was tough. He just was tough. I remember one time Coach Self uh, pulling, him aside, uh, pulling him out in front of the whole team saying, hey, look at James's ankle. His ankles were bleeding uh, from practice. It was one of those crazy long practices and lots of people getting cussed at and all kinds of stuff. And his ankles were bleeding, but he didn't say a word. Just kept going, just kept going, just kept going. And Coach saw that, pulled him to the front. James didn't say anything, but he was leading. He was leading with the way he approached the situation. He was leading with the way he carried himself. His silence was leading in that moment. So I just want to give permission to people. You don't have to be the big rah-rah person in order to be a leader. The way you carry yourself is leadership. Uh, but, but with that being said, let's go into a few other things. Let's go into a few other things. Um, the reality is in this story, you see anyone can complain. Anyone can do that. It takes no skill at all to be able to complain. Another thing that anyone can do, anyone can state the obvious. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is so difficult. Oh, my goodness. This is so unorganized. You know when you're in a situation that everything's unorganized, we all know it's unorganized. Everybody knows it. You're not adding anything to the environment when you announce this is so unorganized. It's just pulling everyone else. Oh, look at the Giants. It's easy. Everyone can do that. Everyone can announce what is obvious. It does not take any skill. It does not take any leadership to be able to do that. So now what I want us to do is I want us to be different types of leaders. Obviously, I don't want us to be the ones that just complain. I don't want to be the ones that can just state the obvious. Someone sometimes as a leader, which you, I'm sorry, it takes a leader to see what is and push for what should be. Okay. It takes a leader to do that. You see what is but you push for what should be. Uh, let's, take a, let's take a marriage real, real quick. If it's not going great, it's easy as for a wife to complain. It's easy for a husband to complain. It's easy to say, this is not what he does or this is not what she does. It's e and anyone can do that. 
takes no skill whatsoever. It takes a leader in the marriage. It does not have to be the husband that steps up in this way. I would love for it to be. But it also can be the wife, and I'd love for it to be her as well. But someone needs to step up and say, you know what? I know what this marriage should be. And I see it. So I'm pushing for that right now. That's where I'm trying to go. I'm trying to make it really, really practical for you when, you, when the rubber meets the road with your, with your friends, when the rubber meets the road with your business associates. Anyone can say what is. It takes a leader to see what is and to say, no, this is what it should be, and that's what I'm going to push for. What do you have to pull on on the inside of you to be that type of leader? What do you have to pull on in your mind mindset and in your thought process to be that type of leader what have you had to feed on for all, for weeks and days and months earlier so you have that in the tank so that you can pull on the right thing and not on the junk food that you've been putting in you for so long because if you're you've been feeding on toxicity and, and aggravation and annoyance for for months and weeks and years then when the moment comes for you to lead no wonder that's what you're spewing out that's all that you have in but when you take time to pray you take time to get in your bible you take time to sing worship songs you take time to slow down you take time to do all of those things it gets you ready for the moment when you have to lead okay i'm 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 almost done here i'm almost done here um so they 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 speak up uh, joshua and caleb and telling everybody we can do this we can do this and the people they they don't respond They actually go with the 10 other leaders who stated what is. They did not go with the two leaders who stated what should be. They went with the 10 leaders who who Moses picked, who were men of integrity, men of character, men of strength. They went with those 10 instead of going with the two. Okay? So here's the principle here. Sometimes as a leader... You do the right thing, and the people still go the wrong way. So don't think, oh, I'm I'm honoring God and my leadership. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that means everybody gets in the line. It does not. The reality is, um, I I know this. Um, As we, in our church, talk about raising up more leaders and we talk about we got a positive peer pressure on you we want you to grow and become all that God has called you to be and we're you know walking through the bible they're going to do all of this stuff I recognize some people can go "Mm, I'm leaving I'm not interested in that I want to coast I don't want to be challenged I just want to come don't put any expectations on me I'm not going to change, though, what I feel God has put in the DNA of our church based on whether or not the people are going to follow. That's not what we're going to do. We are still going to be who God has called us to be because sometimes you can go the right way and people are still going, no, I'm I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. What I want you to do as leaders, though, is do the right thing anyway. Do the right thing anyway. That's what's in our DNA. Joshua and Caleb, they, man, they tore their clothes. They spoke up. But those people never went into the land that God had for them. They all died in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb got to experience it. 
but they also had to walk around for 40 years with a bunch of people. And uh, can you imagine that? 40 years? I would be so <laughs> upset. I, I'd be 40 years. What? Listen, I've got to wander in the desert all these years because you, you other 10 leaders would not speak up. I would be so, so mad. But you also see Joshua and Caleb, and I'll, I'll be all done here. Uh, they didn't carry a lot of bitterness with them like that. They carried the bitterness. They went on the journey. God said, this is what you got to do. They did it. Matter of fact, Caleb, when it was his turn, he was like, all right, I'm 85 years old, but I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Give me 40 years ago, he gave me this promise. I'm 85. I'm ready to go. Give me my land. That bitterness, that junk didn't get on the inside of their hearts. I want you to guard your heart from all of that stuff. Don't allow that poison to get on the inside of you, but we're going to keep on doing the right thing. Someone has to lead, and I want you to know that someone is you. I love you, leaders, so, so much.